welcome back to the Round Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Will Hunt. And joining me this week, like every week, is David Harris. Hi, Will. The hitman, Mikey Breslin. Hello. Right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to talk about football. We're going to talk about all these projects in about two minutes. But first, very good point raised before the podcast about the quality of Cafe Rouge chips. Mike, you said they were great chips. They are top tier. How do they compare? Are we talking better than McDonald's? Or are we talking below McDonald's? Oh, no, they're definitely they're better than McDonald's. All right, yeah, what, what's the best chips? Well, these are these are fries that we're... These are more fries that we're discussing. Yeah, There's a difference yeah. between a chip and a fry, you see. Well, yeah, because a fry's got some taste to it, and a chip is just like flat <laughs> potato. Like, you go to, people are like, a oh, chip shop, chips are, oh, they're so good. You have man a newspaper, you can smell the vinegar. I'm like, they're gross. <laughs> they're like, they're chody. It's just awful. Five guys chips are good, man. Ah, uh, I don't know. Yeah, some so about- Cafe, Cafe Rouge are better than them. I'm what about Nando's? What about Nando's? Nando's chips are shocking. They're no, dreadful. They're they gross. are. Uh, nice. Maybe you, I just like chips. You put you put them in. You put your Nando's chips in your mouth, and it's like it's like sawdust that you have on outside in a play area. It's gross. <laughs> <laughs> you ever eaten <laughs> sawdust, Will? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Big time, big time. Bread's gone though. Big time. Uh, But yeah, so Cafe Rouge, top tier fries. If if they'd like to sponsor the podcast, I'd be more than willing to come and eat a few meals down there. (laughs) Imagine next week. In our podcast, sponsored by Cafe Rouge. Uh, (laughs) Canada adapts to our anniversary. I don't know any of the French, but that's what I'm assuming is their their old thing. (sighs) July the 5th, if anyone wants to send anything my way next year. Why? Is that your birthday? Yeah, you said when's your birthday? Did I? Oh, did oh, did yeah? Keller did that on anniversary. Yeah. Can you two stop flirting, please, and talk about football? If you stop flirting, we're having an engaging conversation at the start of the podcast. That's probably the most insightful we've ever been. <laughs> ranking the chips. Tune in next week when we're ranking steak baguettes. Can Cafe Rouge beat Subway? Who knows? Anyway, probably we'll talk about some football. It's not like it's not like we picked a really quiet week for this. This is what the international break's done to us. <laughs> look, look at how, look at how much we don't want to talk about Gareth Southgate's England. No, we've literally like spent the entire week thinking, can we find someone ever to talk about them? Blue Harbour FC. Unfortunately, <laughs> Sunday evening. <laughs> Sunday evening. Yeah. A bit of news came out. Yeah, just a little bit. Uh, what's it? Project Big Picture, which, as we said, yeah, in itself is a bit. Um, a bit gross. Um, so, where to start with this? It's been described as a hostile takeover. It's been described as a coup. It's been described as a disgrace by the government. Um, so, what actually is it? Mike, do you want to have a stab at explaining it? I'll give it a go. I'll give it a try. Uh, essentially, the big six, particularly United, Man United and um, Liverpool have been talking in private with Rick Parry, who's the chairman or the head of the EFL, I, I don't know his exact title, um, about, what was chairman, it? Chairman he of the EFL, okay, nice. CEO, one of the two. Something like that. Old, old, old white guy with money. <laughs> so they've been, they've been discussing uh, basically how to help the EFL and also how the big six are going to get what they want 
out of it as well. It was always going to come at a price. Oh, I God. So, um, I guess we'll start with the money at the beginning. So, the EFL and Premier League TV rights will be sold together uh, and sold by the Premier League, which would make, in theory, a more enticing prospect for the TV companies. Uh So, the EFL would get more TV money um, and they'll split that. Instead of 92% going to the Prems, that will drop to 75 So, a lot more will run down the Mm -hmm. pyramid. Uh, just uh, just one second, because I did see some, somebody broke down somewhere. Let me just find it quickly. Um, so, per club, this would raise championship income by 15.5 million, League One income by 3.5 million, and League Two income by 2.3 million. Um, it'll, but there's no guarantee, obviously, that um, the Premier League's TV deal will be as lucrative, because one of the other proposals is to drop the number of teams from 20 to 18. Sorry, yes. no, that is true. That's absolutely right. But that sort of money to, particularly the League One and League Two clubs, would be absolutely vital in this at the moment and down the line as well, which would help everyone become a bit more sustainable uh, further down the pyramid. Which, to be honest, to begin with, I'll start on a positive note. I think that's that's a pretty good yeah. thing to split the revenue a lot, a bit fairer. Yeah. So, um, other changes proposed. Um, 20 pack away tickets capped at 20 pound um you would have two teams relegated every year and you two teams promoted automatically and then you'd have a playoff system between um the third placed at the bottom of the premier league and the third place in the championship for who stays in uh so so f- uh, that's first second third so fifth in the championship versus 16th from the prem that would be is it yeah <clears throat> Hmm. We're playing. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I, I believe it. Wouldn't it, wouldn't it be? Wouldn't it be the third? Isn't it the third place? And then enters into a playoff with third, fourth, fifth. I thought. I, yeah, Ford, so, yeah. So that's what they're proposing, they, isn't it? That the top, yeah, but they, the and they'll play the fifth place from the from yes, the championship. Yeah, sorry, because they'll and be. And then third will play fourth. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. My apologies. Um, cool. uh, We're all trying to get our head around it. Yeah. <laughs> so those those on paper seem to be some of the more in more of the interesting ideas that have been received in, I'd say slightly more positively and we'll, t- we'll get through all of them individually, but just, just to um, finish talking about exactly what it is. There's been a quite a proposed change to the voting rights, Brez, and this is where the big six uh, are after their pound of flesh, aren't they? Yeah, pretty much. So this is what they're calling the, uh, the disgrace or the coup, coup. whatever. I'll take um, so as it stands at the moment, all 20 clubs in the Premier League get one vote each Um you need, I think, two-thirds, four, 14 out of the 20 yep. to pass anything in the Premier League, which seems like quite a lot, but it's probably a good thing. Yep. Um, this w- this proposal, as it stands at the moment, would give the big six plus Everton, Southampton and West Ham, so nine clubs, uh, would be the only teams to vote. Um, and they would only require six of the nine to get anything through. So essentially the entire big six, if they wanted something, they could get it through. Yeah. Um, the reason Everton, Southampton and West Ham were chosen is because they are the next longest uh, in the top tier of English football. So, uh, I mean, Everton, serving. Everton have been in longer than some of the big six, haven't they? Yeah, that's probably yeah. that's probably not exactly right what I just said, but it's near enough. <laughs> no, no, 100%. Um, there's a couple of, couple of other advantages for the big six. So, um, 
they're proposing that Premier League side would be able to loan out 15 players at once, including four players to the same club, and they could recall um, loanees if the managers changed mid-season. Um, and they can also Ooh. sell some exclusive rights to their things. Interestingly enough, there's also proposals for a hard salary cap in the Championship, League One and League Two, as well as everyone having to comply with UEFA-style financial fair play regulations. So there's lots here to unpack. So let's... Because I think we all we all don't like this. We, do, we all don't like this, this proposal as a whole, as a major package, but there's parts of it I think we all do like. So let's start mm-hmm. with some of the things I think we're all going to like. Dave, um, capping see away tickets at £20 is a huge thing, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Especially given, is it, it's 35 in the Prem yeah. at the moment, and yeah, there's actually no cap in the EFL. So I know it Leeds Blues one. Yeah, yeah, I am. Leeds yeah. used to charge Blues fans like over 50 quid every season, um, which is outrageous, to be honest. I think also capping it at twenty pound possibly gives more people an opportunity to go to away days. A lot of people are season ticket holders and can't really afford to go away on top. Um, I think that would help a lot of fans. Makes it more accessible. I would say at, at a time when at a time when finances are getting squeezed, it's certainly a certainly a, a big move. Um, Mike, what do you think of it? Yeah. Really good news for fans wanting to travel home and away or even just the away travellers um, across all the divisions. Um, there's also plans as part of this to subsidise some away travel, which, again, reduces yeah. the cost at a time when everyone, near enough everyone, is struggling. Yeah. Um, and they're going to further explore safe standing, which would be, which I personally would, I think is good as well. Positive like mood, I think. A bit more of that. Um <laughs> Interestingly enough, that's how they're trying to... I think that's going to be the key thing where they try and sell it on us when they eventually get around to trying to sell it on us. Um, in terms of the money trickling down, uh, we've talked quite a bit on this podcast about um, the, the finances of the EFL have been a bit, a bit, a bit dodgy. Um, mm-hmm. A hard salary cap, Dave, for those three leagues. What do you think of that? Because I'm I'm 50-50. I'm sceptical of it. Yeah. Because just fundamentally in in the EFL, it's not really a League 2 issue, I don't think, as much. But there's always teams that come down from the Premier League to the Championship with pretty big wages, like Watford this season, even. Probably even Bournemouth. Um, And then there's always teams that go down from the Championship to League 1, like Sunderland are still there. Ipswich are still there with decent wages. If you're going to give them a salary cap, all it would create, they'd obviously have to come into line with that. A team comes down from the Prem, I imagine they just have to fire sale players just to get them off the wage book. Yeah. And that's not really... It's not really fair, I don't think. Like, I, I, I think that's a bit nonsense. I like it in principle, just the fact that there'd be a salary cap. But then at the same time... I think it penalises teams that come down, especially from the Prem to the Championship. And that possibly creates even more of a gap from the Prem to the Championship because they're going to have to get used to this playing budget and then suddenly going up to a division where there's no cap, it's unlikely they'd be able to get anywhere near the level of the other teams up there. Mike? 
Also, parachute payments would be scrapped for the relegated teams from the Prems and Championship under this proposal. Parachute payments are one of those things that are really difficult um, because obviously they are a help, but they are so inflated yep, that they, they just are. get they, they help to get clubs in trouble quite, mm-hmm. a, quite a lot of the time. Yeah, I think, it, to be honest, it's wild how much the, the clubs get coming down, so yeah. I, I quite like that change. The hard salary caps, I think, particularly League One and Two, is um, probably a very good thing. Um, given the financial state and in fact they voted for them a few weeks ago yeah <clears throat> themselves they voted that through uh, the championship were talking about it I think but haven't voted that through themselves but that's under this proposal as well I think <laughs> no Dave's right chance. yeah I think Dave's right that is a tough sell in the championship given they've got aspirations of getting to the Premier League I don't like salary caps at all um, don't like them at all. So, what do you two think of them in principle? I I think they work in principle. If, like, for example, something like the MLS, it works. Does but... it? But that's a closed league, whereas these are not. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's a closed league, whereas this isn't. And also, these leagues have been established for so long. Basically, MLS had a salary cap because every time they tried to do it before, people outspent themselves. So it's more about that. We've never had leagues literally collapse financially. Not in professional football anyway. So I think everyone always goes on about footballers get paid too much. And in in terms of a salary cap, the idea is you're making it fair. And like you look at American sports and... They go through peaks and troughs because they've got salary caps and stuff. However, you've got another level of bias to a salary cap. So, like, if you put a salary cap on the Premier League, all of a sudden not everyone's going to flock to Newcastle because it's because if you've got a choice, then you're going to get paid. You can get paid the maximum level or something. You've got a choice between London and Newcastle. Well, I very much doubt you're going to go and sit on Tyneside, freeze your bollocks off. Like I mean, you see it, and you see it in basketball all the time. Like players will go to the Lakers because they're in sunny Los Angeles rather than go to Milwaukee. Also, freeze the bollocks. I know off. what I'd rather do. Yeah, go on, Dev. I was going to say. Also, surely it makes the Premier League suffer because yeah, absolutely they'll no longer be able to compete with the the other big leagues in Europe for for players. Surely. Yeah. What do you want um, to see? Do you want to see the world's best or a couple of average Joes? Well, there won't be the hard salary cap in the Prem. No, but just but salary caps in, in general. I think in principle, the only way they could salary cap the rest is if the Prem agree to one, and that, that's not going to happen. Yeah, but the, the Premier just, League are I bailing mean, out the EFL by giving them a I mean, more it, percentage, yeah. aren't they? So, so, they... so let's come on to that um, as part. I suppose, I suppose there's two big head, the two big absolute headline things for this were. The proposed money that's going to trickle down and the rule changes. In terms of the proposed money that's going to trickle down, it's going to be two hundred fifty million immediately to the EFL, and then a cumulative one hundred million funds to the FA to cover losses, provide investment for the women's game, the national league, and grassroots football. So that's going to help them in the short term because everyone knows that the EFL is is in crisis until they can get fans back in the ground. But also, it's going to help them with sustainability in the long term. So. EFL package, what do, you, what do we think of it? This is a positive thing, right? That part's fantastic. I think that's beyond <clears throat> what anyone could have hoped for as far as the EFL were concerned, money-wise. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And they won't particularly care 
about the Premier League. I, I, most of the clubs won't particularly care about the Premier League being governed by nine teams. So they'll be all for it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the money-wise, it, it's exact. The two hundred fifty million is the figure that the EFL have given that they need to get through this season, and that they immediately get that, which is huge. Yeah. Um, um, and it's a grant, not a loan, as well. So they they just get it; they don't have to yeah. pay it back. Did you did either of you run into the Steve Parish article, um, where he was he was arguing essentially that um, they shouldn't have to bail them out? What are the businesses bailing out a load of other failing businesses? What's your take on the idea that the Premier League has a moral responsibility here? I think I think there's two ways of looking at, it, isn't there? Well, what do you think? What do I think? Yeah. I think, I think you're about just... to spin me in circles, but I, I, I think they should they should help, yeah. I was gonna say I think it's a shame what's what's happening at the moment, but I don't think it necessarily comes on the Premier League's shoulders to help them. Why not? Because Well, obviously we don't wanna to touch on COVID that much but obviously it's affecting everyone Premier League teams are also struggling that's been well documented <laughs> some of them are some of them maybe, are maybe yeah maybe um, they're not I mean, in they're danger going losing. to the wall are they <laughs> give Villa enough time <laughs> I just I don't know I'd, I sort of like the idea of it but I, I just don't think it's the Prem's responsibility like I don't, for example, Macclesfield going bust it, and Barry as well. It's not Man United's fault just because they're in the local area. They shouldn't, they're not obliged to give these clubs money. It's a no. bigger problem than just the Prem. And if the Prem gives them money, what I can't see it not being a stopgap. Yeah, but they're, they're, they're still going to lose that money eventually. They're, they're just looking to get through the season, though, intact. Because for a lot yeah. of them, a lot of them once they're back open, they think they'll they'll make enough money to be be able to run. Once there's fans back in, they yeah they think they've got a chance. But at the moment, they're playing with bringing no apart from I follow money, which is not much. Yeah, I assume they're bringing in not a lot. Mike, why do you think the Premier League should bail them out? I I just think the Premier League's nothing without the pyramid below it. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you look at Vardy in particular, he came out of non-league. Uh-huh. Uh, he, he wouldn't have been able to do that if there's no leagues below the, prem, the Premier League. Um, you, three teams come up from the Championship every single season and three teams go down. And part of what you sell the Premier League as is because the drama any team could beat anyone. You've got the relegation drama, which is drama. We saw Villa celebrating on the last day mm. last season. Uh, I just think, I just think, yeah. As much as the Premier League's amazing and whatever, it, it's nothing without what's below it. And mm. you've got to remember where all these players. A lot of them will have been in academies from a young yeah. age, but some of them have been out on loan in the EFL, or they've even they started their careers down there. And you've just got to remember that there's a lot of other football going on outside of the Premier League. So take take England for example. The team played the other day. You've got Grealish, you've got Madison. Just English players, you've got Mount, Tomori, um, Pope. 
Tarkovsky, things like this. All these players Ali who didn't play, the but he, he was down Ali, there. Ali, good one. Kane, Kane, Kane had a loan down. Yeah. Look at how many players have benefited. Um, so, I think, there's an, I think there's another thing to be said that the EFL clubs, they, they get their fair share of the Premier League clubs as well. Like, it's, it's, it's painted as a bit of a one-way relationship at times, but um, you certainly... The Premier League's success globally marketing itself sort of brings a shine to the Championship and the other leagues below them. Not as much as they should, but it probably does. But also, think of all the amount of players that go through younger go through academies in the Premier League that aren't deemed good enough, but they've got links with clubs down in the lower leagues and they sort of make sure that these clubs get access to talented youngsters that otherwise perhaps their scouting systems doesn't find. There's a ton of United players throughout the EFL. <laughs> Oh, yeah, mate. Yeah, Everywhere yeah. you look, there's, an, yeah. there's another one. Um, however, I think there's probably a, a... There's definitely a moral argument the Premier League should support a lower league clubs. Henry Winter um, in the Times. Uh, Henry Winter's very very good, but he's, he's a very... Focuses on what's right and wrong quite a lot. And his point with this whole thing was they're selling this as the great big um, package. But the Premier League um, should be doing this anyway, because again, they're nothing without the football below it, the pyramid below. And I think that's a very good point, Mike. Um, interestingly enough, as part of this uh, investment into grassroots and women's football, um, isn't this something the Premier League should be doing already? Investing into grassroots so. football. Yeah, again, yeah. you're not going to find your young your youngsters if you. You've got no grassroots. Yeah. Uh, and, the, and the women's game is on the rise. People do want to go and watch it uh, if, if it's got a slot where they're not watching. So the Sunday slot was what they were using, I think, last year, mm-hmm. which is a nice slot for families to go and watch. They, I think, is it 10 million they've given? Or under this proposal, they would give. I don't think Some there's any other way. To, I don't think there's any other way to, for the women's football to survive without Premier League mm-hmm. backing, pretty much. Yeah. Well, especially given most of the teams anyway are basically funded by the club that they represent. A lot of them would not, for example, uh, Man. For example, they weren't like Man United women. They were a different team, and they've bought them out or sort of made them as a club anyway. Um, and there's, I mean, we could go into it, but obviously there's probably even more financial imbalance in women's football than, than men's to be honest hmm. so that's, that's, that's some of the good stuff and and it's worth pointing out that there is whether you whether you think the Premier League should be doing this already whether you think they've got more reason the fact that this could happen is a good thing and it's definitely needed I mean they're talking to the government about a hundred million bailout already um, and if the government don't have to spend that money on the football, they can spend it elsewhere. Um, but Steve Parrish is absolutely pillared for um, saying that I don't want to be uh, while I'm failing out his business. And I bet you he feels quite silly today to find out that this has been going on behind his back because Crystal Palace <laughs> would be left in the dirt, quite <clears throat> frankly. So um, in terms of reducing the size of the league, 18 matches... No, 18 teams, 34 match, 38 to 34. Also under these proposals, League Cup and the Community Shield also scrapped. 
and um, mm. we talk a lot about fixture congestion. I saw that, and I was I saw that reduction in matches. And although I thought, oh, that's games I'm not going to be able to see, I didn't think it was necessarily a bad thing. What do you guys think? Yeah, I, yeah. Th- I think I'm with you as well. Sorry, Dave, you go. No, so I, I, I mean, you're going to get people argue the history of like the League Cup, but at the end of the day, it's what is? its importance is really diminished, hasn't it? Who really cares? It's no, it's called the Carabao. It was called the Carabao Cup. Like, what are we even doing? And the like, Community Shield have you ha- just have you glorified pre-season friendly, so absolutely no problem with that getting cut. Have you had Carabao? No, Will. Have you had Carabao, Brett? Uh, no. I think I've seen a can of it, like, once. Like, it looks like piss. <laughs> and it's, it's one of the worst things I've ever drunk. It was just gross. You can, it, it's one of those things that you drink it and your teeth instantly feel furry. It's Oh, one of those. Yeah, it's gross. And you frankly you lose all history for a club for a cup after you name it after something like that. But um joking apart, we do talk about how footballers are playing at such a high level of intensity and we've seen a lot of muscular injuries continue to grow, torn ACLs, Achilles or other all the extra stuff as well. Um cutting down Fitch congestion has to be a real thought, particularly over the next few years. So I just think this that that is a, another positive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And the other thing it might do is increase the importance of the FA Cup again. Yes, yes. I, with less fixtures, you can focus on it a lot more. <clears throat> and I think that'll be good. Bring back the the magic of the FA the Cup, as everyone likes to say. Yeah. Mm. However, with the removal of the um, League Cup, for example, probably missing out on the chance to see um, for a lot of young players to particularly at the top clubs, to get a chance to get blooded in. Yeah. That's a shame, is it not? I think so, yeah, but... Or is it an overreaction? No, I, I think it's a valid point that those are games that, especially the League Cup, that they get a, runs out, a run out in, but maybe this would promote them to send them out on loan more, which sort of helps everyone else anyway. I know Chelsea send about 50 players on loan each season, but... Yes, we do. I mean, Long I mean, all the other clubs. Um, maybe they'll loan people out and give them more of a chance rather than just keeping them to play five games a season. One of these days we'll talk about the loan system and how uh, how it's it's very clever. And it's abused by Chelsea. Is it? Chelsea are the best in the world. Is it? No, they're, they're not abused. Is it? Word. You should use it very well. Watch the TIFO well. video on it, Dave, and yeah. then you'll see. Well, that's brilliant. Because yeah. I think I have seen. I think just, I have seen that video. Every, everyone's like, everyone's like, Chelsea buy these, Chelsea buy these play, Chelsea loan out these players to, um, and then they never come back and they never play a role in the team. If you thought Chelsea were buying Christian Atsu to play for Chelsea Football Club, you're a dunce. <laughs> like, you're an idiot, a moron. Ah. What, the football manager what do you think of hoarding talents oh, I hoard what I like you <laughs> assertive response um, right so let's talk about the, the big shitter quite frankly no not you Dave um, cheers well <laughs> <laughs> uh, so controversially new proposals will guarantee voting rights to the nine clubs as Mike said that have any given moment spent the longest extended period in the top flight so that would be the established the Current established top six, which is ludicrous. Tottenham are in there. Get a grip. They haven't won anything ever. Um, Southampton, West Ham and Everton. West Ham. 
God, what yeah, a terrible So it might change. Just, this is this is how wild the league is. Is that West Ham and Southampton? Who I yeah, I but did you see the criteria? No, what is it? It's because they've both made Europe Europe twice in the last ten years. I thought it was because they were the longest serving. They've no. been they've been they, in longer than anyone else, haven't they? No. It must have done. It's because it's because they made Europe. Read it. But they last came up in twenty twelve. It's not what it says here. I saw something that said that they've it's they're the only West yeah, Ham. You want and... Indicalia's Twitter? No, no, no. Honestly, not. Um, it says here. I can quote if you want. Controversially, the new proposals would guarantee voting rights to the nine clubs know. that, at any given moment, have spent the longest in the top flight, longest period in the top okay, flight. Okay, I saw someone saying that it was also because they'd made Europe. So, the document says that, um, basically, as opposed to needing fourteen votes now, um, you'd only need you'd only need six. Six of nine. Um. Dave, what do you think of this? Of the voting? Yeah. I think it's ridiculous. Why? Because <laughs> even if all nine of them vote, there's still 11... Well, I guess if it's 18, but it's still half the league that may not be on board with that. Why does that matter? They could just vote something free that benefits them, but, uh-huh. but doesn't help anyone else and it's just at risk of becoming like a a monopoly really where the, the gap between them and the other teams just gets bigger because they can not just already? vote things in Is it not already? Yeah I mean I'm not sure really how much bigger the gap could get but if you give them power to vote things in I'm sure they'll find a way Is there not um... <sighs> um because I agree with you, but for the sake of argument, I'm going to ask a question. Is there not something to be said for the bigger clubs who've been there longer, the established clubs who do the most for bringing in revenue to the league? Because let's be fucking honest, lads. Sky don't spend the money they do for Newcastle versus Burnley. They don't spend the money they do for, for Sheffield United versus Crystal Palace. Huge clubs, yes, but they don't spend the money for that. They spend the money for United City. Liverpool, Arsenal, Tottenham, Chelsea. That's what they spend their money for. Is there not something to be said for those teams who bring in the greater share of revenue, getting a greater share of say and revenue? Is there not something there? Uh, I think there probably is, but I don't think this proposal is the answer because they pretty yeah. much have the say, not more of a say. Yeah, they have <laughs> the, the overruling decisions if they all agree to it. So... Yeah, so the big six could essentially do what they like because six out of nine is is the big six. Um, but you're right. They do already, I believe, they've just tweaked the international money so they do now get a bit more. The top teams get a bit more mm-hmm. than before. Um, and under this proposal, I can't remember exactly how it works, but I think they get slightly more again. Yeah, they do. Of the international money. Yeah. Um, which... Makes sense, given they are, as you said, the ones that Sky and BT and everyone are paying their money to watch. And we really, they're the games we talk about on here every week. We talk about which teams they are. 
we talk about Brighton a lot. <laughs> um, for, for, for a podcast with no Brighton fans, we talk about Brighton a lot. Dave? Just a side note, just going to redeem myself. I found the article where it mentions the European campaigns. It's BBC Sport. Talks about the others making the big six every season other than four times in 10 years. West Ham, Everton and Southampton have qualified for Europe twice in the same period. That's where I got it from, in case you think I'm going totally crazy. No, it's go. just normal service. Going. Um, well, yeah, it's up for debate. Well, go on. Uh, this is a difficult one. Because there's so much good wrapped up in the Premier League's usual. Oh, look what are they doing now? You know, <laughs> you know, no. like <laughs> they just. No, this just, is mostly good. Like, in theory, in theory, you should absolutely go. Um, you should be like, oh well, this has got there's more good here than bad. Let's vote it through, and. If they put it to the entire football period, period, pyramid, pyramid. Um, it gets through because, yeah, as we've already, as we've already di- said, particularly League One and League Two, yeah, um, they're probably it's all massive for them, it. absolutely mm-hmm. massive for them. Um, so, is it necessary? It, the bailout certainly is going to become necessary. Yeah, I, I think you're right. It's necessary. They but, need a bailout from somewhere. But I don't think this is a good thing, and I don't want to see it happen for reasons I think we'll come on to. But is it a disaster if the big six was to have this power? Would it be a disaster for the league? Uh, think, it depends. I think, I think this is a. Mostly Man U and Liverpool, whose owners happen to be American. Chelsea have already said they're in. They're um, in support. Oh, have they? They haven't said oh. it. it. They've been informed and said the others. Uh, the all the others are unclear in what they've said. They're not oh, clear right, where they yeah. stand. Chelsea apparently well, it, are just not. A but it was it was particularly Man U and Liverpool who were talking yes, about. Yes, they it, drove it. Yeah, it was drawn up by so that, John Henry. The plans, yeah, apparently. I think given that they're both American owners who expect. Pretty much in American sports, you expect to make money out of your team. Yeah, there a lot of it will be down to they ex- are expecting to make money out of Man United and Liverpool, which I'm sure they both do. Um, mm. But maybe they, I don't know. I'm not going to say that. But no, go on. They don't have they don't have the the interests of the other fourteen, but all the big six will have similar interests in pushing the Premier League forward and making as much money as they can pretty much yeah which would i guess trickle downs i I don't want to see i'd rather see this isn't going to get voted through so we don't have to worry about this i don't think but here we go maybe if uh if you gave the big six an extra vote each or something so at least at least they've got more power but they don't have all the power could you imagine the damage the clams at united could do with an extra vote christ Ah, honestly, um, do you know something? This is the this is the best fix to the problem I've seen. Um, so far, by far, so not because of what it does to the Premier League, because of what it does to the EFL. Like it makes the EFL way more stable. It makes owning a lower league club so much more sense. Um, but as 
as we're going to come on to, the big, the Premier League needs a reason. Have, have now indicated to us with this proposal and with the the comments about B teams, um, they've indicated that they they're holding the EFL to ransom. Um, they want something in return for their pound of flesh, which is not. They're their always most, gonna. They were always gonna. Um, it's not the most. I mean. People are acting like they they're being te- they're being terrible. They're like pe- mustache twirling in a chair, like evil people. But you spend two hundred and fifty million, you're giving up this much money. You are going to want something in return. Um, so let's talk about it. Man City. Someone, someone related to Man City. He's got a Spanish name. It's not Bergestan. I think it's Sereno or something. Serrano basically said he wants to see maybe B teams in the lower leagues um, because he thinks it, he, well, you know why they want lower leagues because it's basically a free place to put their clubs and they get even more revenue. Um, Dave, what's worse having B teams in the, in the league or having the big six have double the power or all the power, which is worse? B teams in the league. Mike? Yeah, I agree. B teams. Why have you got such a problem with B teams, lads? Right, so... Dave's been waiting for this all weekend, by the way. We've already seen it in the EFL trophy, the checker trade, whatever you want to call it now. When when fans are allowed, it's just a waste. No one's turning up. No Aston Villa fan is turning up on a Tuesday night to watch Aston Villa under-21s against the League 2 team. It doesn't happen. It's such a waste. It's a waste of a team that could be a proper club, which will have a proper fan base and mean something to someone, and to throw that away just to put in a B team. And B teams are pointless for the fact that are they? If you in a league, if you're going to put them in a league, I think I think it's just ridiculous. Because what happens when a B team player plays well? He'll just get promoted to the first team. So even that team doesn't. It's just I just I just hate the idea. Well, I could, you, I could you, talk and talk about this one. You couldn't. I'd you really could, hate it. You couldn't promote them mid-season though. It'd be at the end of the season. But surely all the good players who play in the championship anyway get bought. Yeah, and a team that's developed that player gets the benefit from from that. But not the club, just... But the clubs developing their players still just at a B team level. They're still developing the players. Yeah, but they're not at a B team level because instead of playing in a league with B teams and under twenty threes, they're taking an actual club spot in a football league place. Well, what if you? Okay. I I think uh, to be honest, well, I'm going to go this far. I think putting a B team in a football league is insulting to every other team in the league. It's a disgrace. It's okay. it's a total disgrace, like because. These B teams, okay, Man City B team going to League Two, they come in as nothing. No one's going to really travel to support them. They immediately have more money than everyone else. They have better players available than everyone else. It's just a total joke. You just you're throwing a team. You're just throwing a team in there that have an unfair advantage, and. We see it in League Two all the time. Salford City, they have loads of money. Say about them what you want. At least it's an actual club. It's not Manchester City's under-23s running around getting scouted to play in the first team next season. Just keep them in the under-23s. Or even better, loan them to a club to get proper first-team football. That's all you need to do. 
The argument, though, is that the under-23 league isn't fit for purpose for most of these players. Most people playing under-23s now, you, you look, go and look at the top clubs, it's a lot of 18-year-olds rather than the actual 20-year-olds and, like, and stuff. But that's not, that's not the other 91 club clubs in the EFL's fault. If one club gets replaced by a B team, it's not their fault. They should loan them out. No, it's not. But what's what's the problem with say that all right, Berry FC goes under? What's the problem with replacing their empty spot with a with a Man City B? Because they've it, not earned it. But it's all. gonna br- it's gonna bring more it's gonna bring more revenue into the league. No, no, it won't. no, it won't. Why not? Okay, well, your what's more? What's gonna get more television viewers, Dave? Man City B. They don't show league two games. It's a it's a totally irrelevant argument. Yeah, but as soon as you put a B team in the league, they're going to instantly be in the championship within a few years. No, they're not. Yeah, and then they're stuck. Even if they do get there. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, fair enough. But so and then oh, they do it. They do it in it. Spain. They do okay, it in Spain. well, yeah. okay, well. I don't like it. What in Spain about this either. one? Why not? What about this? Well, they bring in a wage cap. Man City, Man United, Arsenal, whoever, have their youngsters on ridiculously big contracts, which puts them over the wage cap. Is it even going to be that beneficial to these teams if they're star youngsters, if they register for them the squad, take them above the wage cap? I mean, the quick, the quick, way, you fi- the quick way you fix that is that your, fir- your first team subsidises the wages, like often happens with big clubs adding championship loans. OK, fine, but... If, oh, if the 23s isn't fit, isn't fit for purpose <laughs> and, point, and your youngsters are decent, then yeah, send them out on loan to a team yeah. that fits your that fits okay. your style and they can play men's football in the lower leagues. I don't like the B team idea. I think it should also, be filled with teams that have history and yeah. actual yeah. fans well, instead okay. of just My... a shit offshoot of Man City. But I don't okay. want that. Okay, okay. But I think that loses a lot of what the EFL is. Can the argument be made that it's better for the development of young footballers to play in a team setting that's going to prepare them better for the first team? You can argue that. Yeah. Okay. But what they should be doing, I think teams are getting wiser, is loaning them to teams and managers who play a similar brand of football or you, you, your player can play in a similar position where his role is very similar to what he would be playing in at Man City. So that, that's what I'd be doing if I was one of the smarter people in football, which I'm definitely not. But so, if B teams are terrible, as Dave says, don't make any money, aren't going to be successful. Why do they want B teams, the big six, and the and the other clubs? Well, not just the big six. Why do they want well, B teams? Yeah, it's more power for them. Is it? As you said, yeah, pretty much, because now they've got two teams in the league instead of one. Mm-hmm. In the leagues. They've, they've, as you said, for their player development, yeah, it's nice because you can play exactly the same brand. But can you really do that? Can you play like Man City in League Two? I'd be surprised. Well, did you not see the influence Pep Guardiola had on Rochdale? You don't <laughs> see that trait doing the rounds. <laughs> but, I mean... Take Spain, for example. I know we said earlier that you wouldn't have any fans turning up. Go and look at Barcelona B. They do get a lot of fans turning up because fans are interested in seeing the lower leagues. I mean, you get a big, you get a big game at a big club for the under-23s. They do get fans. They do get fans. Not 60,000, but 
Are Berry and Macclesfield getting 60,000? No. No? But they don't exist anymore, so... That is true. That is true. Don't say that with such a grin on your face. Mr. Harris? No, I'm well, gutted for both <laughs> clubs. I'm not. The thing is with the... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, lads. The thing is with the, the B teams, right? It, does it not just give the, the big six even more power? Because... Well, in- Gotta stop saying the big six because it's not just the big six that want B teams. Pr- practically, the okay, okay but you can't put twenty B teams or say the league's eighteen. Not every prem team can have a B team in the EFL unless eighteen clubs go bust. No one's suggesting that the B teams go straight into League Two, League One Championship. By the way, they have to work their way up. Yeah, but from where? Where do you fit eighteen teams in or twenty? Yeah, teams? That, where are well, you, you just don't in? give the bailout for a few months and a few more go bust. Oh well. No, j- joking apart, that, that, that's what the Premier League. <clears throat> that's what some of these clubs are probably thinking. Yeah, because they're just greedy fucking pricks. If you if you're the EFL and you get offered you get offered say like yeah, we want some of these. We want like for our argument's sake, we want five B teams in the league. It's going to be your top five clubs, your biggest five clubs who could sustain a B team. And for that, you get two hundred fifty million. You get all these proposals. Do you do it? I'm sure a lot of them would be tempted. They I might think, be tempted, but I think a lot of them... I think most of them do. Yeah, I, I'd probably agree, but I, I wouldn't like it. No, so, I wouldn't the like record, it at all. The record B-teams are a terrible idea. Absolutely oh, terrible Oh, thank idea. God, Will. We could talk I about knew you were doing that the whole time. But... We yeah, talked we'll... about Caffey, Rouge. My face was going, Rouge, Christ. <laughs> we, don't, we, don't, we don't have a podcast if we all just sit here and agree. Um, yeah, you're speaking right. Speaking of we all agree on, um, let's go for the... Yeah, fo- we... Tell you what, it really is bloody greed, the greed episode, isn't it? God, because the Premier League... Just all, and the Premier good. League, I tell you what, they've had a week, haven't they? <laughs> they've had a week. And I tell you what, this involves another of my, my two, two of my favourite greedy bastards. Um, BT Sport and Sky Sports as well. Actually, I'm not even blaming them too. I'll take that back. You're not greedy bastards. BT, you're just shit. Um, <laughs> so the other one is, starting with... Manchester United versus Newcastle, which I believe is going to be the first one. The Premier League is now fed up of the fact it couldn't make any money off um, fans not being in the grounds. It, it decided that we've given you enough free games. No, no more, son. No, no. And now they're going to charge you 15 quid for a pay-per-view game. And the first one is, as I said, going to be Manchester United versus Newcastle. Right, so you're looking at, you're looking at probably about 100 quid a month for Sky. All inclusive. Then you got your BT as well. It's probably another twenty-five. Don't really know. Um, so that's a lot of money already. And then you've got another fifteen quid for each of these games that isn't actually being broadcast on television. Mister Harris, what do you think of this? Well, I can tell you, having paid fifteen pounds for Solid Moore's stream, um, paying fifteen pounds every week to watch a game online is ridiculous. Like, surely, surely, like, £15 is just, it's a lot of money. What pay 13 quid? But, <laughs> no, but if you if you expect someone to watch, how many games into the season are we? Four? Five? Yeah. That's over 30 games someone could have to shell out. That's like 450, right. probably 50 quid I if don't... they watched... 
I'm being stupid because Excuse me if I'm wrong. BT. No, forget Excuse me. Forget you it. You are forget being it. stupid. I'm Excuse being me stupid. if I'm wrong, though. Um, I don't think you can watch every game. Isn't it just pay-per-view for certain games? No, it's, it is every game. Oh, it's every telly. game. Yeah, it's oh. not already on telly. Yeah, this, so, is even, this is even worse than I thought. Oh. Yeah, so basically, if your get your team's game isn't on BT or Sky that you have a subscription for, you pay for it. That's basically it. If you want to watch it, yeah. and you're already paying for it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and and clearly they're going to skew in favour of uh, Sky and BT want the games that include man all the big six that we've just discussed so teams like palace or whoever are not on the telly that often fulham are gonna have to they're gonna have to pay more than fulham please i tell you what if you're paying if you're a fulham fan and you're paying 15 quid to watch a game oh my god i mean pocket money for fulham fans (laughs) first firstly i mean something's something's clearly gone wrong in your life that you've ended up with a a club that had a statue of michael jackson outside your ground (laughs) i'm not gonna get into full of craving cottage what a joke um (laughs) but yeah if you're paying if you're one of those clubs who's gonna lose every week gonna play terrible football get battered and they're like oh yeah you can pay you pay 150 quid to watch 10 games i said 150 quid because i couldn't do the maths the rest of it um anyway uh it just feels ridiculous, Brad. It feels tone deaf. It, you said to me, you said to me earlier something about the Netflix text. Um, do you want to tell me about that? It failed that straight away. You, for seven ninety nine a month, or whatever it is now, it might be more. I don't know. You can get all sorts of films and box sets. If they'd like to sponsor us as well, I'm more than happy to I, it, promote this stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll promote. I'll promote. Uh, your old Doctor Who episodes of Billy Piper anytime. Like. <laughs> <laughs> and that that seven ninety nine is a month, and you can watch whatever yeah. you like, whenever you like. Meanwhile, the Premier League want to charge fifteen pound for ninety minutes, which oh. are probably going to be shit for one game. Yeah. So if you if your team's not on telly for a whole month, that's sixty quid if they don't play in midweek. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. A few months ago, Simon Jordan said perhaps the only sensible thing he's ever said. And he said, why aren't they doing a Netflix-style Premier League subscription thing, which is available in other countries? Why aren't they doing that right now while no one's allowed in the ground? Now why? would be a great time to launch it for the games that aren't on telly. And you, what you, you, do can't is you, do, you can't do the games on telly at the moment no. because Sky and BT have paid for that. But the one, the, these ones that we're talking about for £15, it's the perfect time to launch yeah. it. Look at, look at look at like NBA League Pass. You spend twenty five quid or whatever it is, you can watch the entire team's games for the season. And there's eighty two games there. I mean, if you're a Chicago Bulls fan, you would rather it was eight games. But there you are, it's still there. <laughs> God, the Bulls are terrible. Um, <laughs> but again, just greed, just greed, isn't it? They just don't care. They like how insulting is this to the fans, lads? Well, well, we spoke earlier about everyone being struggling a little bit for cash at the moment. Yeah. And then they, it's fair play. They've given some free games on BBC and there's a couple on Prime. And, but for fuck's sake, <laughs> why, what are we doing here? Someone's got to have, seen, have looked at this and gone, this doesn't seem like a good time to do this. Do you want to, this is how out of touch Premier League clubs are. 
is that only Leicester voted against it. Yeah. yeah. Only Leicester. Like Burnley, Sheffield United, these clubs who you think more as community clubs. Like, Burnley don't even spend 15 quid on players yeah, in the first team you, squad. Could you imagine going to Chris Wilder and tell him, yeah, we're doing pay-per-view games for 15 quid. Could you imagine what his face would have been like? Could you imagine? I mean, I don't know. Maybe they didn't tell Chris Wilder. <laughs> Honestly, this is the thing. With all these proposals and Liverpool being at the heart, heart of a couple of them, you just, I'm like, Liverpool's whole fantasy they put on about being a, a socialist more club. club, more yeah. than the club, a socialist club, you'll never walk alone. That club is, quite frankly, the owners of that club are making them a disgrace to that city and what it stands for. Dave, go I'm on. I'm going to add more anti-Liverpool to the fire here. Yes! Here we go! They, they basically bought bargain people out of their houses in Anfield for their new main stand and basically every time they came to them with an offer it was lower. And then... People that really refused to move, they gave them higher than they off- ever offered in the first place. They knew loads of people would move for cheaper. It's basically got people's houses for cheaper just to extend the stadium a bit to get some more tourist fans that turn up every week. Honestly, like how can like it's, it was the same with the total same, farce. Same when they originally put the people on the furlough scheme. It's like you can't proclaim to be this kind of club and then how and then have all things like that. Like, yeah, you like you can't have a worse response to this crisis than Chelsea. For God's sake, look at them! <laughs> look at them! <laughs> they like, like I, I say this as a Chelsea fan, but Chelsea Football Club is basically like it, every time you see them doing a press conference, it's like the Imperial March should be playing. It should be like <laughs> like what's going what's going on? You've got a worse response than them. Oh my God! <laughs> Get a grip! <sighs> not good. Not, not good. good. At all. Not good at all. But um, it's not just the Premier League, actually, because how much do you have to pay for an EFL game, Dad? It depends. It's open to every... Is it? Yeah. Yeah, it's a tenner. How much do you have to pay for the Carabao? £15 for the game? Yeah, I think it's £15 for the game for the Carabao as well. For the Carabao? Yeah. Oh, my God. Even more reason to do away with it. You should be paying people to watch the Carabao, not the other way around. Honestly, honestly. I mean... Christ. Let's just talk about the practicality of this. I know we said we didn't want to touch on COVID, but Mike, 15 quid in a time where people are struggling, it's just going to make it worse. It's going to encourage people to mix, isn't it? Uh, pretty much. Give Our area has just been announced as uh, we're not allowed to mix at all indoors. But you can see why people would want to just to make it a bit better value, given mm. £15 at the moment. I'm not spending 15 to... <laughs> I don't want to spend 15 quid to watch Man U Newcastle, I'll tell you that for free. <laughs> of all the games to pick. <laughs> what the fuck? <fear. laughs> um, I don't know. Like, and then the practical side of this is everyone's just going to stream. Yeah. Like, like, this is the thing about Sky Box Office. If you want to, and obviously I don't, any members of the constabulary that are listening, if you want to watch any big boxing game, you just... you Game? You, I like that. Game match, sorry. Um, Will Hunt. Sorry, big boxing fan. Yeah, big boxing <laughs> fan. Yeah, I particularly like the way that um, it's rigged. Um, <laughs> kind of like, kind of like, man. like uh, Italian football. Um, but here's the thing: I'm off the rails there. But this, <laughs> you literally just go online and you type, you type in free boxing watch online now, 
Um, do you just do the same with football, or you go onto Twitter and you just type and you do what you do what I might have done for a Barnsley game, Barnsley versus Chelsea earlier on. But again, I didn't do it. If you remember the constabulary, you just type in Chelsea versus Barnsley live stream comes up straight away. You can watch it in Arabic, which is a darn sight better than Chris Sutton. Um, <laughs> it's just tone deaf. It's just brain dead. It's just. Just yet another example of how the clubs are out of touch with the fans. It, yeah, you're right. It would definitely bring back more of the illegal streams just for the pay-per-view ones. Mm. Yeah. So, cheers, Premier League. You're a bunch of clowns. I keep looking at the New Year's Honours list, keep expecting to see the owner of Ronaldo7.net in there. <laughs> One day. <laughs> CVE. Services, get to there. services to online sport. Um. Anyway. Oh, and the... Uh, for, uh, for anyone that was paying attention to last week's podcast, um, firstly, sorry. Um, and secondly, the answer, to the, the answer to the villain in Doctor Who who um, unzipped himself, it was a Slovene. Uh, thank you for Ross Bird for letting me know that. Very uh, good. He literally let me know two minutes after off the podcast. Should have texted him while we are on it. Um, anyway, I think that'll do it for this week. We've ended on a tangent. We started on a tangent. Um, Brezin, if people want to follow you to find out more about why Cafe Rouge chips are so good, where can they do that? Yeah, that's at uh, Mikey Bresno on Twitter. Dave, and if people want to follow the South Doris Statistician, where can they follow you? Uh, on Twitter at Dave Harris underscore 44. And you can follow me at Wilhelm17, but please don't, please don't follow us at In and Around Pod on all the socials, including LinkedIn. Um, and if you've got any questions for the podcast or you just got any. Study. If you want to talk to us about the ranking of chips, either send us messages there or email us in at in and around pod at gmail.com. Uh, what's the other one? Oh, we've got a website now. Uh, and occasionally, <laughs> we need some writing there. Dave's going to have an article up very soon that you'll very much like. And Brez is on Brez's bets. Brez, how are you doing, bets wise? Yeah, not not great, mate. Not great. Okay. Yeah. 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 We'll, we'll maybe do a monthly breakdown so it doesn't look so bad. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, so maybe go and read Brez's bets so you can laugh at him. And know. then what you want to do is just get whatever I've said, just whatever. get against it. Because where he's going to bet the odds well against. Because <laughs> that's probably where the winner is. Okay. Right. But that is in and around media.com. There you are. And we'll be back next week to talk about the Premier League. Unless, I don't know, they announced that they're going to break off and do European Super League. And uh, for some reason, they're going to invite Tottenham to that. Um, like, or maybe next week we'll finally get around to the international break. Quick thoughts on England nah. versus Belgium? Terrible. Yeah, we, yeah. we won. Woo. Great. Good stuff. There we are. Now, right. Cool. See you next week. Yeah. So until Cheers, next guys. time, uh, I don't know. Have a good one. Yeah. Is that See your podcast? I don't know. <laughs> that should do it. I don't know. <laughs> 40.